Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. Okay, let's turn our focus to tennis now. Some might have missed that there was a Davis Cup tie in Cape Town, but definitely not those in Cape Town because they packed Calvin Grove and uh, tennis analyst Bruce Davidson joins us on the line. Good evening, Bruce. Thanks again for speaking to us. Absolute pleasure to be so nice to be on the show. Thank you. It was sold out on Friday. I think probably also on Saturday. What does it say about South African tennis fans or those in Cape Town? Well, I think that it was a fantastic weekend for tennis in the country. And other than us beating Bulgaria 4-1, giving us a good shot at now moving up to Euro-Africa Group 1, I mean, that that was important. Uh, but uh, important that we now had a new venue uh, discovered in Kelvin Grove down in the shadows of Table Mountain, um, a beautiful venue in the su- uh, southern suburbs of uh, Cape Town. And it's a long time since we've played down in Cape Town. The last Davis Cup tie was against Bunarus in 1999. And we've uh, been using a lot of the Irene Country Club in, in the high altitude. But this time, with all the players coming from Cape Town, they decided to play it in Cape Town. And boy, did it work out well for them. And everybody gave it the thumbs up. So fantastic for Dennis South Africa and obviously for the players for winning that tie. And a 4-1 hiding, Bruce, was it a true reflection of the tie? Um, I think it was a true reflection of the tie. We were very blessed that Grigor Dimitrov, the number one for Bulgaria, didn't make it to South Africa, although I'm sure the fans in South Africa would have loved to have seen Grigor Dimitrov, especially after his fine run at the US Open, uh, come to South Africa. Um, it would have been nice to see him uh, a match-up against Lloyd Harris. Mm. But, you know, like... Um, We've got to make it very clear to your listeners that uh, everybody has been criticizing Kevin Anderson for not playing Davis Cup for many years. Um, around the world, uh, this happens quite often. Gregor Dimitrov didn't make it to South Africa for Bulgaria, which put them in trouble. And I see Switzerland also lost without Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka, hmm. and they haven't played for some time. So, yes, the top guns don't always play Davis Cup, and um, it was an advantage for South Africa. We were also in a, a bit of trouble not having a, to, a top uh, a singles uh, player in the number two spot. We had to get Ruan Rulofsson in the last couple of months to play a few singles matches on the tour to get uh, matched. But because Philip Henning, as good as he is and as good as he was as a junior and playing so well in college tennis, has just hasn't got the experience to maybe be that number two we need. But uh, great for Lloyd Harris to win both these singles rubbers. Great for the doubles team of Rulofsson and Raven Clarsen to win that doubles rubber. And then, of course, I was so delighted that uh, Philip Henning, who yep. came out, played the dead rubber, the last rubber on Saturday, he won that, which is a, 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 a goes down on the records as a win, and it gives him confidence going forward because we desperately need that second singles player if Kevin Anderson isn't going to play Davis Cup. On the contrary, though, Lloyd Harris seems to be happy to play Davis Cup. He was speaking during the week in the build-up, doing interviews, saying that he's happy to be at home, happy to be um, in a team environment also. No, he, he loves it, and um, and he also sees it as a as a as a, as a big part of his uh, his preparation, as uh, Raven Glasson does. But I must warn you that you know, as uh, Roy Harris rises the world rankings, um, the the demands in Davis Cup are going to become quite difficult, and we might not have him around all the time. But he has committed himself, so let's uh, take his word for it, and. Um, uh, you know, with with Lloyd Harris uh, playing Davis Cup, um, we we really have a, a good shot at at maybe qualifying for Euro Africa Group One. We really really need to get back into that Euro Africa Group One because from there we can maybe get a shot at going into the World Group, which is where we ultimately would like to be. 
Well, you mentioned Ruan. He lost that second match, but it was very uh, close. If I remember, I think it was five seven, five seven. If I remember, uh, but he suddenly, right. yeah, he suddenly gave it a fight, and that must uh, be a good confidence booster also for him. Well, absolutely. You know, Ruan Rolovs is a very good uh, soldier. If I go to war, I take him with me. He's going to give it his all. And um, we knew that it was going to be a challenge because, as I said, he hasn't been playing mm. a lot of singles. He's been focusing on the doubles, and he's been doing very well in the doubles. And you could see him in Ravenclaw and really commanded uh, the doubles uh, rubber on the Saturday. But uh, Ron Rolofs is, is a really, really gutsy player. And um, to put him at number two, um, obviously, was the only choice Marcus and Riska had. And um, he gave it his all. But uh, once again... Uh, he played against a player that just plays singles on the tour, so the experience of that uh, singles player had the better of, of the day. You've mentioned Philip Henning. It was pleasing to see him get a run and win. He replaced Ruan as a nomination. How does that process work? Well, what happens is the, 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 the team, the squad is announced 10 days before the actual tie. And uh, the, the captain can name as many players as he wants in that squad. But then when it comes to the day before the tie, which is on the Thursday, the draw has to be announced. And uh, in that draw, the captain will name only four players. That's all that can play then in that tie. So, you know, the captain has to see in the preparation going into the tie who's playing the best out of his squad. And then he nominates his four players. And then, of course, from the four players... Um, the, 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 the decision has to be made who's going to be playing in the singles and who's going to be playing in the doubles. We know Raven Claassen doesn't play dub, uh, singles, so he's not a, a choice. Norm, normally, Ruan Rulofster doesn't play singles, so he's not, normally not a choice. So it really was just down to Lloyd Harris and Philip Henning, and I think that Mark made a good call that uh, he wasn't experienced enough to play that second singles on the first day. And uh, he obviously gave him the shot after we had won the tie 3-1. But great for Philip Henning. And apparently, um, according to Jeff Kutsia, the assistant and consultant coach, he played an excellent match and he really conducted himself well. I, I believe there's a lot coming from Philip Henning and I think he's going to be a big role in Davis Cup going forward. Did I see young Hubert Klopper there hitting with the big boys? Yes, it's, it's, it's important that Tennis South Africa do bring in the young juniors because, you know, without them feeling the atmosphere, being part of it and hitting with the big boys, they're never going to be big boys. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Andrisk has made it very clear that he has to start looking for the future. And he takes uh, the top juniors available. He brings them into the squad format. He and Philip Henning was in the same situation for a couple of times where he was a hitting partner and he just felt it, went to the official dinner, saw how the boys trained because Davis Cup is a complete different animal to the tour. It's a team event. And as you know, tennis is an individual sport, so the team event is very different. And, and, and the players need to be exposed to that in order to do great things there on the court for their country. We actually did profile him during the month of Youth Month in June as one of our rising stars. One to keep your eye on there, Hubert Klopper. So, so finally, Bruce, uh, what does this win mean now? Well, look, uh, what happens is around the world this weekend, it was Davis Cup uh, uh, action and uh, all the winners of the Euro Africa Group 2, of which we were one of the, the winners, um, will now have a shot in April next year at playing against the losers of the Euro Africa Group 1 tie. So just mm-hmm. a quick summary, South Africa and Romania and Turkey and Lithuania, Slovenia and Norway were the winners in Group 2. 
And now we go across to the um, Euro-Africa Group 1 playoffs. And in the Euro-Africa Group 1 playoffs, which a draw will be done, it's going to be quite tough because Switzerland, for instance, mm. could be one of our opponents because they lost. Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka weren't there. Ah. Portugal, who beat us last year, are going to be in that same draw. Finland are going to be in that draw. The Ukraine are going to be in draw. Israel, who are tough, are in the draw. And Bosnia and Herzegovina are also going to be in the draw. The draw will be done in the next month or two. We are going to be playing definitely in April. And if we won in that tie, we've got a very good chance of staying in Euro-Africa Group 1 and working our way into the Prem Ultimate Group, which is the World Group, which is the top 18 teams in the world. Great stuff. Bruce, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for the insight. And you can follow him on Twitter, Brucey with a Y, B-L-D. Thanks, Bruce.